Hey everyone! So normally we have music, but we just realized about two seconds ago that that was probably a copyright thing because all last season we were using Taylor Swift's blank space um, and just decided two seconds ago that's probably a bad idea. So it's dead silence. I apologize for that. Welcome everyone. Hey, Lindsay. Hi, loves. It's so good to see you um, and so good to have Brooke on. Yeah, it was funny. I I was about to get it on and start playing it, and then I text uh, or I messaged Anonymous, and it was like, do you still want to use that? I think maybe, <laughs> maybe, just maybe that's a bad idea. Um, I'm sorry, though, Brooke, I, you had a great uh, space going on before this, and I missed it. Uh, I, I wish I could have... I could have. Girl, uh, I'm always on Twitter. Like, you don't have to worry. And it's probably recorded anyway. So it's all good. And those guys can fend for themselves. Like, it's all good. They just want to hear themselves talk. It's totally fine. It's a men in Web3 panel, you know, about men of Web3. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't have to be sorry at all. Like, this is so fun. I love you. Um, anything that, that I can just speak you know, by myself, um, is, is good. You know, they were taking up a lot of my time. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I thought it was really informative. So. It is informative. And, you know, a big part of my life is cybersecurity. So, um, you know, the fact that, you know, it's unfortunate that we're all like, you know, getting to this point where we're interested in security now because all these people are, and I wish that you could see me using air quotes, like hacked, um, but, you know, it's never really been a sexy subject. So now, you know, it, it is what it is. Like people have to bring attention to it. So um, there's a lot of good products out there um, made by a lot of my good guy friends. Um, so I, I wish that I could get more women into it. But, you know, the fact is, it's kind of a boring uh, subject to, you know, to talk about unless there's some type of hyped, you know, situation, some type of, of, uh, of issue that we can, you know, talk about. So I guess I'm, I'm glad that they are doing that and that there's people that are interested in it, but, um, you know, it's hard to get people to, to want to protect their, their data. You know, T-Mobile just got hacked, just got literally like an hour ago just um put out that they had a, a huge data breach and it's so interesting to like live in this life because i just got a text message as we were like you know starting the space from a an unknown number it's saying hello how are you today this is <laughs> michael raymond from t-mobile network uh we're giving out 700 dollars to the user of our t-mobile service as a new year bonus like it, to me, this is hilarious, but for most people, they'd be like, $700, sign me up. And then they just like follow the links. And, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to, you know, for a lot of us technologists to be like, 
why are people falling for this? But it's because it's socially engineered. Um, so again, I wish that more people were interested in, in security and like protecting themselves. Um, but that's kind of the, that's the, I don't know how to say, like, that's the effort that we have to put in as, as cybersecurity, like analysts. And now I'm in graduate school or, you know, studying cybersecurity management operations. So, you know, it's a, it's a big job to educate people because it's, it does take extra work on people's part. So anyway, do you have questions from here? Do you want me just to keep talking? <laughs> we do have questions, but also like, uh, this is fascinating. I, I love listening to you because honestly, just everything you say is funny because of the inflection. Um, but we are so thrilled to have you here just to do an introduction. We are talking with Brooke J. Lacey, who's I, I fixed your name in the title. I'm sorry about that, um, which is really, really insane. I think I, you've seen me post. Um, so the title of our space is um, Not Another Blank in Web3, uh, which kind of the idea came from uh, this video that I saw by this lady named Brooke being like, it's going to be a woman on Web3 panel. Do you want to come? And I thought it was so funny because I know you're making a joke, but I also know you, you're very observational, like humor, maybe a little dry. And it's so based in reality that it was like, okay, well, we, we, thank you Cobra, for um, pinning it there. We, we wanted to do a show and we wanted to do something different. And so we figured, well, like, how can we not be those people that are like the panel you were, you were just on, like, a male panel with men talking about male things like in male tone of voices like with only males on the stage um so it's insane that you're here just first of all thank you oh my god you're so welcome let me just rain down all of my goodness to you let me just say this too i'm obviously kidding and i know that like the inflection and if you do watch my tiktoks like the you know facial expressions well i guess that video you can see the facial expressions um you know it it's always been like, that's just innate. That's, I learned that from my dad. He's, you know, a natural comedian. Um, and like, it, I feel like it's a, uh, if we have the ability to like make people happy or, you know, make them laugh, it, we have the responsibility to. So it's not lost on me because I used to feel like so weird and so like extra because I'm just this like huge personality. Um, and finally had to like, grow into my own and step into that. So it hasn't always been that like, I'm really, um, you know, confident in, in my personality and my humor, but you know, I'm going to be 47 this year. Like it, it's, it took a while for me to like come into my own, my twenties. I was just a, I was a hot mess, like a lot of us. Right. Um, so I appreciate that. Uh, but it's definitely like, taken a while to uh to come into my own and just like accept that and be like you're funny you know do funny things make people happy um and then it, you know it's a nice dopamine rush as well <laughs> it's kind of funny that you just went into this um because now you've kind of just given us everything um our first okay we're question... done okay bye oh yeah all done we're all good <laughs> Uh, but our first question is like, would you give us a, a 30 to 60 second summary of, of who you are? And so I'm just going to lead us right into that building off of what you just said. Um, can you go a little bit deeper on like, I guess, what humor means to you and, and how that is who you are? I love this question. You girls, I'm saying, um, man, that's a good question. What does humor mean to me? I don't know if anyone's ever asked that. So, I mean, in like a roundabout way, I think growing up and, and I need you guys to know that like, this isn't new for me, like, um, you know, the TikTok following and I kind of had a, a local following, I guess I live in Boise, Idaho. So it's easy to be a big fish in a small pond here. Um, so a lot of people knew me, but I've been a, like, again, with the air quotes, like woman in tech since the nineties. And so that's always been, you know, this, this, um, buzzword or, 
topic that people want me to talk about. So I would be like interviewed for a newscast. There's a couple of different things out there for the uh, news show called Idaho Today. And so, you know, having a personality to be able to speak to people and, and educate them, again, I have that responsibility because it comes naturally to me. When the humor kind of comes into it, I feel like that came about more prominently when I got onto TikTok. Um, but right before that, I started a podcast. Um, I'm very open about mental health and you know living successfully with mental illness diagnoses, like all of them. Um, and I, and I that's kind of where that all started. Was I would go and talk to different groups about um, living with mental illness and uh, you know being successful despite it. And would kind of, you know, you have to laugh at it. I would talk about being diagnosed with PTSD and bipolar and, uh, you know, anxiety disorder and adjustment disorder, like all the disorders. And if I get one more, I'll have Yahtzee. And like, you know, so that it's not so heavy. And that's what happened with that podcast was you know, I really just had one season or one like go at it um, because it was just me talking shocking. Right. Um, it was just me like talking about my story and it just, it got really heavy and I didn't really have any feedback. Um, and so being funny, you kind of need that almost immediate feedback, you, you, like in, in a space or even, you know, so then TikTok came around, um, in 2020. So, uh, you know, it was quarantine was happening and, you know, the world was ending and, uh, Facebook was just a, a hot mess, but that's kind of where I was, you know, up until then. I mean, I'm a Gen X single mom, like where else do you go? But Facebook up until 2020, um, up until TikTok. And I just like downloaded the app and was like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. I have an 18 year old son who's not on social media, really. So I hadn't really like, you know, gotten on there because of him. I, I remember him coming out of his room like, what is happening? You're laughing like hysterically, like, are you okay? And um, it just like made, it just made me so happy. So I started doing some videos and I was like, okay, I can get the hang of this. And it just went from there. And it's like having a childhood as traumatic as I did and nobody really saw me, uh, nobody really gave me that like attention. Nobody ever told me, you know, you're really funny. You're really a good kid. Um, it was just traumatic. And I was kind of on my own at 16. And again, never really stepped into it. I always thought that, you know, I was just like nothing. And so I looked at the social media, you know, the TikTok thing and making people laugh, especially women. Um, it just, it brought me joy. And you know, getting those like likes and it was different for me because it was an immediate feedback as opposed to the podcast or like he here locally, you know, if I did something on the, on TV, th four days later, I'd have, you know, somebody texting me, I saw you on the news and you just were so cool. You know, I recognize that I get that attention and it feeds that, like that little girl that didn't get that attention. So I look at these things really, you know, in this ethereal, you know, sense that it's this for me as a 47 year old woman, I don't look at social media the same way as like a 27 year old or a 17 year old, you know, like for me, it all, it could all go away tomorrow and I'd be fine. I, I don't depend on having a social media following. And I think that's where a lot of people get irritated with me because it's like, I just didn't even try, you know, and I, and I had this because I really love making people laugh and and it's that way in person as well. Anytime you hear me or see me on, you know, a video, I literally am like that in real life as well. And anybody who's met me in real life can tell you that. So what humor means to me is what I get from it. Yes, I see that that other people are laughing and um, and, you know, feeling joy from it. But I get something out of it because I can release that and then tell myself, like, you really are funny you know? Um, and that video, like, this is, this isn't new. Like, it's just women in web three panels, but this has been my life forever. Like, Hey Brooke, will you speak on a panel about women in tech? And I'd be like, what? No, what are you talking? No, like 
I could talk about, you know, assembler code or blockchain technology um, with a bunch of guys if you'd like, but I'm not going to stand up there and talk about like being a woman in tech because it's literally the same thing as being a man in tech. You know, I've worked with, with mostly men for 30 years and I've never really had an issue. Like, yeah, of course there's probably some bad apples, but I just never paid attention to it. It was never a problem. Why are we segregating you know, the two of us. So um, I know we're diving into all these different things, but that video, you know, came right after NFT New York. And I just remember um, <laughs> we had a women in web three panel and I like, we were just hysterically laughing that night because I couldn't keep it together on stage. Cause I just was like, why are, why another women in web three panel? And I was moderating <laughs> and it just was like, and then even to top it off is that somebody commented, a friend of mine commented, didn't even know that I was the one moderating in the picture that she took, but like posted it under the video saying, look at Jen's face, my friend who I was sitting next to me. And I, it was just hilarious that like, that was me. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was like, we're making fun of it. We're also a part of it. We're also like, you know, hoping to to speak to more women. So it's just like this huge uh, clusterfuck. Well, I love hearing the backstory on that. And please feel free to go off on any tangents. We have a running joke on this that we Kanye ourselves like, well, I I'm going to ask the question and let you finish. But um, also, I want to just talk about this. So it's fine. Kanye yourself anytime you feel like Kanye yourself. I love that. Go for it. Um, and also, I think I would die to see clips of you on the Boise, Idaho news. Like, that's got to be really, really entertaining. I got you. Well, you know what? It's actually that was. OK, so when you talk about, you know, my inflection and the the way that I speak and right now, I'm, you know, using my hands, walking around in my office, um, it's it's not necessarily that it's humor on those interviews i was speaking about technology and of course being a woman in tech um and because here's the the real issue is that we do need more women in tech that that is the issue however how we speak about these things like i used to do um i used to have a, a nonprofit um called girl build it and it was uh it was kind of off of a thing called girl develop it so there's always been for me a, a passion to like get more girls into into technology and computer science uh it's just the way that we go about it but i used to do these workshops where i'd go into the elementary school and it would just be for girls and my son i remember like he was in the car with me or whatever and he'd be like well why is it just for girls you know, and it hit me then that like, I'm making the problem. It's, it's not a problem. I'm making the issue by saying like, no boys allowed. And so there's, you know, this, it's a, it's a delicate line there. So when you say like, I'd love to see those, um, you know, clips of the Idaho news, it really is more of me just talking about the, the issues at hand, but of course, just giving that little bit of like, uh, you know, my, my nuances and uh, facial expressions and that kind of thing. You, you know, that that's where the humor comes in is to be able to like, you know, uh, give a little, a uh, little nuance there and just be a little silly, but definitely not like a full on, uh, you know, routine, I guess. <laughs> so I'm going to let Lindsay finish the questions, but I'm also going to Kanye right now. And so does everyone get your humor? And how does it make you feel when people don't? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm going to tell you girls right now, this is one of the best. And what if we've only been in here for 20 minutes? Uh, one of the best um, question and answer sessions that I've had. And I've been interviewed a lot. So that's saying something. These are great questions. I... It's so strange that like, yeah, some people don't get my humor, but that's because they have no sense of humor. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like my, my son who has the, he is the funniest motherfucker. Like he's so funny, but the kids his age didn't get his humor because it's so, you know, he's so much like, has like adult humor, not like 
you know, sex humor, but like adult, he, you would just find him funny, but like the 15 year olds and when he was in high school, they didn't really get it. So I understand what you're saying. I think probably years ago, people didn't really get my humor, but most of the time that I will tell you this, the video, the women in web three panel video did rub a couple of women the wrong way. <laughs> that joke in itself is funny. That sentence in itself is funny. Uh, I was rubbing the girls wrong. I think that what happened was because I, I actually was really upset about that because I got a couple of DMs like, you know, why are you making fun of the panel that I had you on? Like, that's ridiculous kind of thing. And I had to remember that, like, that's a that's a them issue. That's a them problem. Um, if you don't like somebody, you know, even I have people that are haters. I had a had somebody say to me the other day, like someone told me that, you know, you're not a nice person or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, because that's a them problem. You don't have to follow me or you don't have to think I'm funny. Um, but the, the question is like, what do I do when somebody doesn't think I'm funny? I probably, you know, just, I read the room. Like if it, it I think that's what a lot of people need to understand is if you do have a sense of humor and you are trying to get a laugh from someone, you first have to read the room. Is it appropriate? You know, I'm kind of a unicorn where I have all this stuff that I'm good at and I can, I can speak to cybersecurity and, and, you know, dev and all of that stuff and crypto. Um, so you have to read the room. Is it funny? I went up on a stage the other day and everybody's really being serious. And I, I was like, yeah, I'm just here to engagement farm um, and get some clout. And it took a second for people to like know that I was joking. Um, but it, it doesn't bother me. I, I think that people need to not take themselves so seriously. This space needs to not take itself so seriously. Um, these influencers need to stop taking themselves so seriously. That was a big thing with TikTok. Everyone thinks that that just Twitter has, you know, feuds like, no, every social media does you know, like, look at what Facebook used to be. Um, I just, I honestly think if, if somebody doesn't think that I'm funny or anyone else is funny, then they don't have their own sense of humor or they just haven't found what like makes them laugh. Uh, you know, my son and I have very different senses of humor with video stuff, like on TikTok. he'll show me one and I'm like, that's not funny, dude. You know, like what? What even is that? So we all have different senses of humor. Um, but yeah, it definitely bothered me that there was, what, 70,000 views on that Twitter video, which actually for Twitter is crazy, right? Um, and it bombed on TikTok, by the way. Um, that's a whole nother story. But, um, you know, that out of 70,000 views and how whatever the analytics were, to have maybe two or three people be like, you know, shitty about it. Um, that was a them problem. What I had to deal with was my own, uh, you know, like being upset that not every single person liked me or thought I was funny. And I got over that pretty quickly. And I think everybody needs to understand that, that not everyone's going to like you and that's okay because you don't like everybody. That's ridiculous. And, and maybe that's a mirror into like what you don't like about yourself. Maybe you don't have a sense of humor. And I think one of the people, one of the girls that was upset about it because I had done a panel for them then did come back and say, you know what, this is kind of my problem. I, you know, I didn't like the way the panel ended up uh, going and there wasn't enough people there. And so her like problem was that she wasn't really all that happy about how it went for them. And so she thought that I was like making fun of that. And I could understand that. But again, that was a, that was a her problem. Absolutely. I totally, totally get what you're talking about with all of this. And it's actually very interesting to listen to your whole perspective in that, like, uh, you know, if you if you focus on you and you continue to do your thing, like with both with uh, being a woman in in Web3 or, or having them not understand your humor, I totally get that, especially because my husband and I sometimes do not use the same thing. He sends me cringy humor. And it's just cringy for me. <laughs> so uh, I totally get that. But just to to always, you know, frame your stuff towards whatever uh, positive outcome works for you. Just like keep keep focusing on that and everything else can can go by the wayside. Um, I am going to ask the next question again. Feel free to Kanye. 
This is actually going to be interesting. What three words do you think most describe you in Web3? Hmm. In Web3? So, okay. Totally going to Kanye. Something I think I, what I really, really like getting across to people is, and yes, I do throw out my age a lot there. Um, and not to say that like, oh, I'm so old. It's to, to put into context where I come from in the technology world. So in 1994, when I graduated from high school, they had just started putting computers into the high school. We didn't have computers in high school. My life is very different than even people 10 years prior and 10 years ahead of me, right? Like it's very, very different. In my formidable years, I didn't have the technology. And then I got my hands on a computer and an after school job in my like senior year of high school and was like, you know, it was like Windows 3.1 on it. And I fell in love with it. It was very solitary. It didn't yell at me. Uh, you know, I've, I, I think I've honestly told the story. If anyone's heard of, of me being interviewed before, I've told the story a million times that I fell in love with computers because of my trauma as a child, because it was so elegant and I could just, it just did what I asked it to do. And it didn't yell at me. It didn't hit me, you know, all of that stuff. So when I went to, you know, apply for colleges, um, I'm like, give me all the computer science classes. I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. And again, it was very different. There was no computers in our in our dorm rooms. You had to go to the computer lab. So when, you know, fast forward to right now to say Web3, technologists have kind of like been a little frustrated with this because in this sort of ecosystem that we're in right now, we've kind of adopted this word as a like a, a group or this, you know, idea, this ideation of we're all together in this and there's NFTs and there's we're all having conversations. But the actuality is Web3 is a technology. It's a, it's on-chain technology. Web2 is off-chain. Web1 was the first iteration of the internet. Web2 was the second inter- iteration. And now Web3 is the third iteration of the internet. One was, you know, dial up and it was, it was really just consumption. And then with web two, you were able to contribute. So like writing blogs and now with web three, it's, it's consuming, contributing and collabing and like owning your, your data. And we're still kind of working it all out. Right. Um, and then, you know, that goes along with crypto and all of that. So I think the three words that describe me with web three could be lots of different things. Um, I'm really here because I come from the crypto world. So I think that I'm more technical, like for when it comes to Web3, that's what I'm doing here. Um, Obviously, I don't have an NFT PFP because my brand, I mean, Brooke J. Lacey in itself is an LLC. Like this is my brand. This has always been this particular picture, not forever, but um, but it made sense to me a couple of years ago to change to this. So in Web3, I honestly would be like technologist, um, developer and, you know, and security. And I know those are, you know, kind of boring words, but, but that's what I like live for. I'm obsessed with technology. I have binary code on my arm that you can't even see like a motherboard tattooed to my chest because it's that important to me and to understand it and to like leverage it as opposed to being afraid of it. So again, web three, for me, it doesn't mean the same thing as it does for everybody else. Um, but I understand it. I, so we needed to like put a phrase on this. You know, we're not going to call this uh, togetherness blockchain. Like we're going to call it something. And and I understand why Web three was chosen for the job. Um, so hopefully that answered your question. No, it totally did, and that was a setup just to see if one of the words would be that you were a woman in Web three. <laughs> I'm glad that you answered so eloquently and avoided the question. Um, But yeah. And the fact that Brooke J. Lacey is an LLC, we can't just pass that up. That's freaking amazing. That's freaking awesome. And I literally cannot love that enough. I think that we should all be so bold as to make ourselves the brand. Um, I'm going to go to the next question. And we asked this because it's almost the easiest way to like tell 
how our guest is, is going to be. And like, this is how we gauge the room, right? Like right off the bat, like get a little indication of what kind of person we're talking to. So how do you start your day? Oh, this is so good. Oh my God. Because this is going to be a crazy answer. I want everyone to like hold on to your seats. Um, I have been doing cold shower therapy for the last like eight months is somebody that I knew from TikTok. Um, I I'm really into, um, you know, the mind body connection. I've had quite a few health issues. Like I said before with the mental, um, illness diagnoses, I've super high cortisol from PTSD. So my body's constantly in fight or flight. I, I breathe shallow. There's all kinds of stuff. Like if people don't think mental illness is physical illness, like get the fuck out of here. Um, so I started doing cold shower therapy. Um, and so I start my day. Well, well, first of all, I do check my phone. I'm not going to lie. Like I check my phone. I run two businesses and now I'm in graduate school. So if, you know, if I need to like answer something right away, cause I don't really get up at, you know, not one of those that gets up at 6am. Like, no, um, sometimes I roll out about at 8am. So if there's something that needs to be done right away, that somebody in on the East coast, you know, two hours before needs me to answer something, then I'll do that. But, um, yeah, every morning cold showers for five minutes, I time it. Um, it's brutal. I, it, it sets you up in the morning for, and you, you could, you can all go D Y O R on cold shower therapy it is life-changing. It changes your fat into what's called brown fat. Um, it's, it's life-changing. It is a horrible experience for the first like month and it doesn't necessarily get it, get much easier, but if you can self, if you can like self soothe in an ice cold shower or an ice bath, you've seen people do these ice baths. Well, I don't, I don't have a, I'm not doing that. It's easier just to get into the shower and like turn the cold water on. Um, I do drink coffee, like I drink a couple of cups of coffee, like through mid morning, but, um, that's the most interesting thing that I do in, in the morning is those cold showers. And if I don't, if like something's happening or if I'm running late to something and I can't do it, um, I'll do it like later in the day, but the days that I, for, or that like, I don't do it, it, there is a noticeable difference. Okay. So you didn't think I was going to say that, did you? You weren't, no, you weren't. I was like to make of this like, <laughs> literally what we we either have there's two types of people right the person that gets up and stretches and does yoga and like meditates for 20 minutes and then there's Lindsay and I who like regularly eat candy for breakfast right there's two people and then, no I don't know what the hell to make of that that did not help at all <laughs> well I'll tell you that like you know in, in my early 20s I was probably waking up and doing lines of cocaine so you know things change over the years girls love it Lindsay I love it always an out-of-the-box thing you know and it's like you know I actually I absolutely despise cold showers I really do but you know what I'll try one just for you and I'm probably going to be cursing your name the entire time but I'll message you after and say I hate you why did you tell me to do that even yeah, though you do you do that. while you're doing it just <laughs> let me know how it goes after <laughs> <laughs> got it got it all right so moving on what are you most excited about these days Brooke I mean, I have to say the forward motion of, of cybersecurity. Um, you know, this is when I get super nerdy and not super funny, but like there's, there's so much, uh, there's so many statistics right now that people don't really understand that like there, yes, there's like layoffs at Microsoft and we see all this crazy shit and we're like, oh my God, people are losing their jobs yet in the cybersecurity world. It's 0% unemployment. Um, there's like 800,000 jobs just in the United States for cybersecurity. Um, and the fact that women don't, or, or I guess anybody doesn't understand that cybersecurity doesn't mean that you have to be a programmer or the, you know, no code. Um, it really is more of a, a philosophical thing. It's more of a, it's actually like being in service to your community, which could be a company, it could be, you know, a government ent entity, whatever. Um, I'm seeing a rise in, in that, you know, push to have people 
enter into that industry. And so I'm really excited about this graduate program that I'm in and kind of where that's going to take me. But I, I think I'm just excited about life. I've had, you know, quite a few people in my life that have, you know, gotten sick and passed away that are younger than me. So I really look at like, as long as I have air in my lungs and like legs that work, then I'm excited about anything that, that comes to me. Um, I think this year is all about self-reflection. And I know a lot of people are feeling this too, where it's like, it's just about um, doing things for ourselves and not necessarily worrying about everybody else, putting ourselves first, which always, you know, makes women a little nervous. Uh, but you can't be, a hundred percent for other people. If you're not putting yourself first, we've said this a million times. We've heard every help, you know, self-help guru tell us that. Um, but when you really put it into practice, um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited that, that, that people are really looking within themselves, uh, this year, but yeah, I think this is a new way for me to get women involved in technology is that this isn't computer science. Cybersecurity is about, um, detecting, like, you know, understanding the assets for a company, there's all kinds of different things that you can go into. And the money is insane. Um, you know, you, it's recession proof. These jobs are recession proof. If anyone's listening to this, I'm going to say it again. Cybersecurity jobs are recession proof. And you know why? Because when there's a recession, people get desperate and they there's more hacking. There's, no, there's more uh, threat actors is what we call it in, in the cybersecurity world. So you're always going to be employable. You're always going to have something and it's you can always take care of yourself. I, I've never had to depend on anyone. That's probably because I was forced to not be able to depend on anyone. Um, and I highly suggest it for women. It, that you should always have something to fall back on regardless. Now we're like remote, right? Everybody can work from their house. So even if you have like 14 kids, you could still like learn some stuff and, and, and do some, you know, part-time work. There's always something out there. And like, it's just such a huge, vast opportunity um, to, for people to just like, not be afraid, just go for it because we need more women. I always think this too, as much as I make fun of the whole, like women in tech thing, I also look at that as a huge, like benefit because they still, we need more women in tech. So therefore it's even more like easy to get a job if you're a woman in the tech field and it pays really well. So I am really excited about where technology is going. And um, I don't know if anybody knows this, you may not, but it's an interesting fact that the highest cybersecurity level uh, person at Google is a woman and she has deemed herself, she gave herself her own title, which is security princess. And you can look this up. I can't remember her name, but <laughs> uh, it's an, it's a really cool fact. And there are uh, here, one of the biggest like hospital uh, uh, conglomerates in Idaho, their chief information security officer is a woman. So there's so much out there for people. Um, these jobs pay like just an obscene amount of money. And that's what I think we need so much more to you know talk about with women is money. Like, what does that do for our lives? Why is it? Why don't we talk about it enough? Why isn't there more? financial conversations that women have um why are why are women so afraid of this stuff it makes no sense to me i actually totally love that last bit um i was gonna kanye with a different question but first i want to say that i think that it is incredibly important because my husband and i have these little debates all the time and and you know he'll he'll spit out statistics at me um in in different ways i'm not going to try and go into stuff but like um so much of these statistics, while they are true, we also have socially, like, we've made women afraid of, of tech, of, you know, okay, sorry, that's my cat, of, uh, you know, investing. Women aren't as likely to uh, uh, spend, like, on big things or, like, invest heavily or, like, start a new business because people, you know, we're, we're afraid, we're more risk averse. And so, um, I guess, do you see that changing with web three or whatever you want to, you know, define web three as with this new excitement that you have, do you see that, that, uh, 
fear going away a little bit more? A hundred percent. Yes. I love that. I said a hundred percent and I got some hundred percent emojis that just like worked so brilliantly. I do think that there's God, it's like ebbs and flows, right? Um, We, when I was in college in the nineties and early two thousands, it was a different a time like especially with computer science none of us were talking about how much money we were going to make with that industry we just all were like we want to make you know we want to work on computers so it's been like over the years that that i think it kind of ebbs and flows like what what women are talking about what they're not talking about and this idea of like risk aversion i get it and i've seen those statistics as well but i think it's like certain people because i know i've never i run towards the risk. And I know there's a lot of women like that. Uh, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of them. It's just sort of a percentage thing. It's kind of like, we're never going to get to 50, 50 on anything because, you know, like I can't play professional men's basketball. Like what? That that's insane. And so it's never going to be like, Oh, it's 50% women and 50% men in the tech field. No, it's not like, we just want to get more. We want to be more than like the 1%. We just want there to be a a bigger like grouping of it. And so I, yeah, I I do see there's some changes in, in web three, like, because this is a lot about, um, you know, making money and, and being an artist and whatever your, your path in web three is, it really does come back to making money and being like smart about that. So, you know, I wish that, that I had a great answer for this, like that, oh, I see the trend. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of loud voices out there that, um, can make a difference, but it really does start with yourself, right? Like I I can't change anybody's mind. A lot of times I recognize that we sit up here, right? The two of you are Um, It came natural to you to be interviewers and to do a podcast. But a lot of people will, a lot of women will come and listen and be like, oh, I could never do that. Or, you know, I remember doing those, those girls uh, workshops, uh, teaching them about computers. I remember their, their moms would like drop them off and they'd say stuff like, you know, oh my God, I'm so glad you're doing this. It's so hard. I I just don't understand it. And I'd be like, you know, they can hear you, right? Like, and then I'd ask them what they do. And they're like a nurse or they're, I don't know, a, a high school teacher. And I'm like, man, I could never do that. You know, I have a friend who's a paramedic and I would work on her computers years ago. She'd do the same thing. Like, oh my God, I just don't even know how you do that. Like, it's so smart. And I'm like, you could kill people. Like you literally jump into an ambulance and go and save people, and pull them out of burning cars. And you think that me like fixing the virus on your computer is difficult. Like that's insane to me. So it's all about perspective. You know, like this is, I've, this is the crazy thing to me is that we are making a difference by, by saying these things and people hearing us, but it's never going to go anywhere unless they make the decision for themselves. And it's uncomfortable for whatever reason, the societal, like, you know, stereotype or whatever that women don't talk about money. They don't talk about um, finances or investing or making money or, um, it's like, it's bad. Um, but last year, you know, I was able to travel uh, almost every three weeks, just whenever I want, I get on an airplane, like it's an Uber and it affords me the experiences to be able to literally go from Boise to LA for a weekend because I have a friend, you know, who has an event. I can only do that because I make money. There's no, there's no other thing, right? That's the only way that I can do that. And to see a friend and have that experience is with money. So why don't we talk more about that? What what people do is they end up looking at what they don't have. And I did it too forever, ever and ever is like, Oh, I wish I could do that. I just don't make enough money. So why can't we just flip it around and be like, I make a shitload of money and I do it like this and I work really hard and you know, the reason why I like money so much is that I can walk in and pay for my son's uh, college that, you know, he graduated early from high school, way to go, dude, uh, as a junior, and then went to the community college. And I could just walk in there and pay for it. I don't have to ask anybody. I don't have to talk to his dad, you know, who frankly didn't have the money. So, 
you know, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just going to go pay for it because I don't want my son to have loans. These are the things that we have to talk about is to put into perspective is like, what does that money get you experiences? It gets you, um, you know, this, the security and the safety of knowing that you're going to be okay, that you're going to put food on the table. And it's not about being greedy or, um, flashy or flexing or whatever. Um, I like nice things. I like going and renting a fancy car when I travel. Um, and I can only do that if I make money and if, if I'm smart about it. And I don't see why we can't have these conversations. There is a fine line between being like, you know, bragging about things and, um, and being like grateful for the fact that you can do this stuff and how to do it and teaching other people how. So is, are people changing their perspectives? Yeah. Uh, but it's more of a, everyone's got to have that internal desire to change. You, it's a, it's a mind fuck to be able to switch from, I don't have enough to do that, or I couldn't do that to, yeah, all right, I could do that. And, and just go for it. Like life's too short, make all the money, do all the things. And if you want to be excited about something, then be excited about it. Don't hold back from it. There was some Kanye for you. Welcome to my TED Talk. No, literally. Listening to you talk about money, I'm sitting in my seat, like, pumping my fist like Arsenio Hall, like it's the 90s, to everything you're saying, right? Because I feel it so much. And these are conversations. This is a conversation I've had with someone that's in this room about us not feeling comfortable, like, owning what we have and using it like do you think joe you know bro guy nft is gonna feel bad about like you know trying to make money or using his strengths or whatever asset that he can get his hands on to like succeed no he's not and he's gonna have the money to rent a nice car and i just love it so freaking much and i've heard you talk about money a couple of times and i've i've also heard People like give you some shit about it sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I remember very distinctly a Twitter post you made about like everybody's pumping ledger and like, you know, you <laughs> for it. and people went nuts on you. Literally people went nuts on you. That's so interesting that you bring this up. So something you, you all I'm very open. You could literally ask me any question. I was just having this conversation with um, with another girl in cybersecurity. Her name's Plum, and she's incredible, and you should go follow her. She's incredible. Um, her and I were talking about it. I'm, I'm a very paranoid person, and you have to be in cybersecurity. You have to be in, in this world. Like, I, I really don't trust people, and I think, you know, I have to have that uh, ability or whatever. So I was under the impression that Ledger, that I pissed off Ledger, from that tweet because I'm so observant on like who is liking things, who's commenting, like how is it, have I not heard from them for a while? Um, because they liked the reply and only that reply that said, okay, so for context, um, you know, I, I wrote, you should all get a, an affiliate link. You should all be getting paid for all this free promotion you're doing for ledger when there was, uh, it was in December, um, and, every, and they came out with that stacks uh, thing and uh, everyone needs to understand, like I own three ledgers. I did a, an entire video series on how to set one up a year ago. I'm a huge proponent, um, but I also have an affiliate link because why am I going to do this, put this effort out there and not get something in return? So yeah, I was like, I hope you all get an affiliate link or like get some sort of kickbacks for all this free promotion you're doing for Ledger. And people were like, um, you should just uh, be really supportive of like nice products. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and, you know, somebody was like, and she's a friend of mine, was like, I don't want to be combative, but I was like, well, here comes the but. Uh, and yeah, people, they, it's a martyrdom. It's like a, I'm like, why would, why would any company like that even have an affiliate program if they didn't want you to make some money off of you being an affiliate? It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. 
but people want to be martyrs and they want a, a virtue signal. These are things, right? Like, uh, no, I don't want that. My ex-husband used to be uh, where he, he didn't like gifts. He didn't like us doing dinner for his birthday. And I'm like, dude, like we want to do that. That's for us. You're taking that away from us. So it's the same thing. It's it's all the same thing. Virtue signaling. No, I'm just going to like support this because they're really, really good. Um, and so honestly, I thought I'd piss them off, but I did get a reply <laughs> yesterday um, saying, no, no, we're good. We love you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I didn't piss anybody off, but it, they, you know, there's, there's a sentiment out there that we're all just supposed to support and, and then be broke. Like, you can be broke and happy and you can be, I don't know, you can have a lot of money and be sad. Uh, you know, I, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Like there's no, I would rather have money and have to deal with like, you know, everything else than, than not have money because that's going to make things worse for people. It's going to make your mental state even worse. So why would you not want to talk about how to make money so that you can pay your bills and you can not have the stress of that, like take the stress away from that so that you can deal with everything else. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the martyrdom. I don't get the virtue signaling. And by the way, the, the girl that did say that, uh, you know, we had a nice little conversation in the replies and finally, you know, she did reply saying, okay, I, I totally get that. Cause I was like, you're not being combative. I like having these conversations. Obviously, if you think that you're supposed to just support people outright um, that's, that's great for you, but I'm not sure why we, sh they have an affiliate program. Um, most companies do. And most of these YouTubers or social media people are making money off of their brand deal. I have multiple of them. Um, you know, it's not a dirty thing. It's not like, like, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're, we're advertising for, for people. Um, by the way, the anonymous, uh, wallet, does pay me for this. I'm kidding. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm doing this for free. Uh, I love, I love everybody, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. And I think that just one last Kanye, um, one of the reasons why I'm so good at what I do is that I, I understand the sales tactic of giving away as much as you possibly can and then asking or, setting yourself up as a thought leader or an expert in something. And everyone's an expert at something. It doesn't matter if you've been doing it for a year or 30 like me. If you've spent the time and you've like put the hours in, then you're an expert at it or you're a, you know, a thought leader, whatever you want to call it. You are a service provider. And so in order to provide that service to people, instead of just like going out and asking them right away, you either, you know, write some medium articles or you go into Twitter space or you whatever. Obviously for me, it's video and voice. You know, I'm not, I, I can't sit down and write cause I, my brain would explode. Um, you like give the information away you teach as much as you possibly can. And if that's like not comfortable for you, then yeah, go write an article or go, um, you know, I don't know the ideas are, are endless that you could go and like teach people or give, give that information away. Even like, being a stay-at-home mom or whatever, cooking. Like there's so many things you could do to help people. And then that's going to draw people in to whatever it is that you're selling or whatever you're marketing, whatever you're doing, they're going to recognize that and find value in it as opposed to you like going and just and saying, hey, I'm a technology consultant and you need me and I'm, you know, $20,000 a month. Um, where do you want to sign the papers, you know, like that, that doesn't work like that. So true. That's a, a conversation uh, Lindsay and I have all the time. It's like, I've heard that advice too. You give away your best stuff for free so that when you have something to sell, people want to buy it. Um, but at the same time, after your Twitter post, I literally went and downloaded a, a Ledger affiliate link because I always talk about them. And I was like, oh, wait, I could be getting paid like money for this. Like, so it's important to put those things out there because not everyone knows, right? Like, some right. of us are new to this. I didn't know that. Well, and I, I think it was, it was honestly frustrating. And, you know, I'm not saying anything that's not out there already. Um, but there was a comment made like, oh, well, you know, this space and NFT, uh, um, 
communities don't like to be sold anything or something like that. And I'm like, what? Meaning like people who talk about a product uh, that they, the product doesn't really want to want you to push their affiliate in web three because of the nature of, I don't even, I don't even know how it was described to me, but I was like, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, it doesn't make any sense. If we're sitting here talking about a product that's going to work for people, then we should be compensated. That's all there is to it. And it's not even that much to be honest, but it is what it is. Yes. So completely random tangent i'm gonna ask one of the questions on our list <laughs> uh and it's i'm gonna skip to one of my favorites uh what is a compliment that you've received that really stuck with you oh i like this uh and i i'm gonna be honest i do get a lot of compliments um when you put yourself out there and you're like in people's faces there's always something right there's always comments um and being in the industry that I'm in, in technology, um, I've always worked with groups of men. So, and I have a son, right. And I have a lot of guy friends. It's just kind of how I, I communicate well in the tech field with men. And, um, there was a guy that, that I was working on a project early 2021, whenever that was that we were putting together a, a marketplace. Um, we worked, you know, day and night just coding this stuff it was actually on solana and uh he said to me you're the coolest dude for a woman <laughs> and i was like i get what you're saying and that's awesome like i totally understand what you're saying um but that's always stuck with me my one of my best friends said that the other day she's like you have like sexy hot boyfriend humor and i'm like i totally get what you're saying like i completely understand she's like it doesn't make sense when i say it but it makes sense in my head so this idea that like i can hang with the boys um i want that to be an example because i don't want us to segregate ourselves i want us to all work together because we all have to work together and industries and companies work better when there is a mixture of women and men women they're code is more elegant in the computer world, um, in the tech world. And putting that all together in, a, in one group um, is going to be the most like strength for a company. So whenever somebody says that, like, oh, you've got that same humor, because I just don't get offended. I don't get like, I make fun of that all the time. I just, I don't have time to be offended by a bunch of dudes that are, you know, I have the worst, like, dirty humor, like when you really get to know me. Uh, and, and it just kind of stems from that, I think, because I think, again, we all take ourselves so damn seriously and it makes no sense to me because shit's funny, you know, like have a sense of humor. Don't be so offended all the time. And I think that that is kind of a, a trait that more men have than women. So that does stick with me a lot. I'm, it makes me laugh when people say that, like, you're such a cool dude for a woman. <laughs> Like, I get it. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, that's like so on brand for you. And I'm just sexy, hot boyfriend humor for from now on is going to be a whole vibe. And I totally get like, it doesn't make sense when when you write the words down and you look at them and you're like, I don't actually that shouldn't make sense. But it does. It just it it's so on brand for you. That's amazing. The other thing is. I was going to come in and randomly choose one of the 21 questions that we haven't asked. And that was the exact one I was going to ask. I cannot believe you said that, Amanda. <laughs> so we have uh, two minutes left. I am going to ask the last one that we have. Um, and that is, what do you hope people take away from this interview about who you are, Brooke? That question is always asked at the end. And I love that. I love when, you know, I'm interviewed. What do I want from, for people to take away? Um, not just to be entertained or to go, oh, she's so funny or whatever. I want people to take those little things. I, I think I, I was looking at the comments and um, as I try to talk and scroll at the same time, 
uh, schmooper girl. Is she still in here? Said um, women in tech have subject matter expert. And then there was somebody else too that said like um, the realness and let's talk about money and how to make it. Those are great. And I'm glad that there's a uh, reaction to what I say, but I want you, whoever's listening to take away from this, that you have to make this about you. This isn't about Brooke or the wonderful ladies on this podcast. This is about you and taking these words. Don't, don't let me just talk into a vacuum. You take these words and do something about it. Go out and learn a new skill and make more money. And I don't need to know about it. Just, just do it. I'm going to trust that my words are going to fall on like, you know, desired or, you know, people who want, who desire to have this information, like, don't let this go to waste is what I want people to take from that. Um, I don't think I've ever said that before. Like, don't make me talk in vain, in all seriousness, like dead ass. I do these things because I want other people to change. Um, this isn't about me, like getting some sort of uh, attention. I do like that. Uh, but at, over the years, it's like what I want for people is for you to take this and do something with it, not just be like, oh, she's so cool or funny or whatever. Like, thank you. Uh, no doubt about that. I appreciate that. Uh, but this is like this is information for people to like do something with and not just walk away from it like that was an interesting podcast. Cool. Let me go on to the next one. Like, no, sit down and and digest this information even if it was just to have, uh, you know, an hour of, of entertainment or something interesting uh, instead of watching a boring Netflix show. I don't know. But, like, take something from it. Uh, that's what I want them to take from it. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. It did in my head. No, it totally made sense. Like, you, you say it like my mom, my mom would say, it, like, don't make me talk in vain, right? <laughs> she's, like, deeply religious. But, you know... It's inspiring. And I like, we know all the people in this room, like literally all of them. Um, and, and I know the people that will listen to this afterwards. And I think you're speaking to the choir here. I think that there are people that need to hear the things that you say. And I think there are people in this room that will take the things that you say and make something with it you know, myself included, obviously, that's why we asked you here. And I'm so freaking thankful that you said yes. Like, Lindsay, my co host is so freaking ballsy. Like, we've been talking about it for like, months about, you know, why we did this show and whatnot. And she's just like, Oh, well, I just reached out to Brooke Lazy and asked her and she said yes. I was like, what? We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> so I, I you know what, you should always just ask, like, uh, that actually that was another thing that that people have said to me and i see um a few of my friends in the audience but uh, i know all, all of them will say that i'm extremely approachable um but if i don't know that somebody wants me to do something and i may say no i may not have time uh, that's another thing take from this it's okay to say no like if i wasn't able to do this and i had to say no to you girls i would have felt bad but i also you know have to to protect my time. Um, but I was able to say yes, but just ask, you know, like if somebody's not approachable, then you don't even want them on your podcast to begin with. Right. So you like, that's another thing is if you're, if you don't feel comfortable with people approaching you, then just put that vibe out there that you're not comfortable with it. But if you, yeah, I don't know if that made sense. You just have to ask, like you just have to, to get in there and ask and maybe the answer is no. And maybe it's yes. So well done you. <laughs> Why, thank you. It was definitely one of those. Actually, uh, we had a back and forth. I don't remember what it was, but um, oh, you know, it was that post that you had when you were going in on either Christmas or Thanksgiving. You were like going into Walmart and I, I said, something oh, about yeah, put the war paint on. And so you laughed at that. And I was like, I'm going to message her. I'm just going to do it. And so, yeah, that was my uh, my very brave moment where I sent a message over the interwebs. <laughs> Listen, if you put it, if people like me like hearing the sound of their own voice, otherwise I wouldn't do this or not even, you know, yes, I like it. Let's just leave it at that. Like I'm very open and real about that. 
I enjoy these types of things and, and helping and hearing the sound of my voice and doing video or else I wouldn't do that. Right. Like a lot of people try and you can tell that they really don't want to be doing what they're doing. So if you approach somebody who's been on a lot of podcasts or if you really like them, most likely they're going to feel flattered and try to make the time, you know, make it about them. So, uh, you know, when if you stroke the ego, I'm just kidding. I mean, but there is a lot of truth to that. Like if one, just becoming somebody's friend, like Amanda and I talk about this all the time. Oh my goodness. I just realized it's five Oh four. We're going to have to wrap up. Um, um, but if you, if you really take the time to like get to know someone and, uh, interact with them just a little bit all of a sudden people are a lot more likely to be in your corner and and like instead of just being a rando person who just reaches out and like screams into the void whatever it's like yes just just go and talk but also maybe go and like give a couple compliments or give just comment here and there and then and then yeah maybe just reach out um but i do thank you so much for coming thank you everybody so much for um uh, listening with us. I totally did not realize it was already five. Um, Amanda, do you want to say anything as we wrap up? No, normally we would have our Taylor Swift outro music playing blank space, but apparently that might be a copyright issue for later on. So it's going to be dead silence after this. Um, but thank you so freaking much, Brooke. This was really, really fun. Like really fun. And you're so I'm welcome. Really glad we got to talk to you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you all so, so much for coming and we will see you all next week um, for episode two. Bye everyone. Thank you. Bye Brooke. Bye.